together some of these lovely Christmas carols and hymns. Tell me the story of Jesus, write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. We remain seated while we sing together, please. Let's sing our very best on these lovely hymns. story of love, tell it to me again. Wonderful story of love, wake the immortal stream. <clears throat>
cannot tell why he whom angels worship should set his love upon the sons of men. Lovely hymn, lovely tune, the London Derry air. Let's sing this with all our hearts. Judea, shepherds and sheep were at rest. Rightly shone the stars in Judea. All of the world seems so blessed. <clears throat>
Our opening praise tonight is hymn number 89, My Lord, His Garments So Wondrous Fine, Murder Texture Fills, Its Fragrance Reach to This Heart of Mine, With Joy My Being Thrills. A lovely hymn, let's think about these words as we sing them. We're singing well, so let's sing our very best as we stand together to sing our opening praise, please. <clears throat>
verse again without the music our sister will give us the note in garments glorious he will come you know the Lord Jesus Christ is coming again you remember his coming the first time in this service tonight let's never never forget that one day he's going to come again in power and in glory it says in garments glorious he will come to open wide the door and I shall enter my heavenly home I wonder can you sing that tonight you are absolutely sure that you will enter your heavenly home. Let's think about these words as we sing them on a company. Let's sing them to God's praise and to his glory. <clears throat> Father, we rejoice tonight in the coming of thy Son into this world. We thank thee that thy word tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. We thank thee tonight in the coming of the Saviour into this world, those many years ago in the town of Bethlehem. We rejoice that he went all the way to Calvary, there suffered and bled and died. And our Heavenly Father, we also rejoice that one day he's coming again in power and in great glory. One day the Saviour who left the Mount of Olives in the city of Jerusalem will return and his feet will plump on that mountainside and he'll come in power and glory for his people. Lord, loving Father, we desire that all who gather in this service tonight will have that assurance in their heart that they're ready for that great day. So, our loving Father, as we gather in the house of God this evening, we give thee thanks for all thy goodness to us this day. We thank thee for every mercy. We thank thee for thy presence in the Sunday school, in the Bible class, in the morning time that we had around thy word. And even as we sang this afternoon to the dear ones in Nelkins and also in the Covenanters flat, we thank thee, Lord, for all these opportunities to sing of the one who is our Saviour, the one who loved us and gave himself for us. And so, Father in heaven, as we gather this evening in the house of God, bless all who will take part. We pray that there will be help given, that they will be conscious of the Lord's help in the ministry and song and the reading of thy word and in the preaching of the same. We pray that there will be a conscious sense that thou art here. We pray, our loving Father, that thou will teach us all, teach us all in this service tonight, to remember that one day we'll stand before the one who's the judge of all the earth. We pray for every family. Pray for everyone who's gathered. We pray that this will be the happiest Christmas that each one will know. 
because they know Christ as their own and personal Savior. Pray you'll unite, unite family circles in Christ today. We long that those in our families who know not thee would come to a saving knowledge of the Savior. Continue with us now, we pray. We ask these things in the Savior's name. Amen. Amen. Now we have a full program tonight, and everybody knows I trust what they're doing. I'm going to go through the program, and then you'll not be interrupted by me getting up and down. It might be helpful for my waistline, but it'll not help you in getting through the service. So we're going to have Gemma Halliday, who will come and read to us the Word of God just in a few moments. Then we'll have the singing of the Hebrew and Youth Choir. We'll have the reading of the Word of God by Faye Campbell. We'll have the singing of the Sunday School Choir. Then we will have another reading from Anastasia Surka in the singing of the Ukrainian Choir. And it's lovely to have our Ukrainians with us tonight here in the service. Then there'll be something which is probably the first here in Hebron. We'll have a reading in Russian. And Anastasia Melnik will do that for us. Then we'll have the singing of the Word of Truth. Our brother Ivor Buick, and we're delighted that Ivor's with us and he's going to come and to read to us the Word of God. Then the singing of the Hebron Choir. And if you can remember all of that, then there's the announcements. And then we'll have another hymn. But we trust that as each one comes, I know the Lord's help one by one as they gather, but we're going to ask Gemma to come first of all and to read to us the Word of God. And she's reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 26 to 33. Thank you. first scripture reading tonight is from Luke chapter 1 verses 26 to 33. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favoured, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob for ever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Um, just before we start, I'm just going to read a couple of verses from Haggai chapter 2, and the verses 6 and 7. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, 
and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Luke chapter 1, verse 34 and 35. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, 
and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. And it came to pass in, the, in those days 
that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Caesarius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his exposed wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there is, there was no room for them in the inn. Amen.
той стране были на поле пастухи, которые содержали ночную стражу у стада своего. Вдруг предстал им ангел Господень, и слава Господня осияла их, и убоялись страхом великим. И сказал им ангел, «Не бойтесь, я возвещаю вам великую радость, которая будет всем людям. Ибо ныне родился вам в городе Давидовом Спаситель, который есть Христос Господень. И вот вам знак, вы найдете младенца в пеленах, лежащего в яслях. И внезапно явилось с ангелом многочисленное воинство небесное, славящее Бога и взывающее. Слава Вышних Богу и на земле мир в человеках благоволения».
final reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, verse 15 to 20. And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. Amen.
Hebron Choir, a oh, round of applause. <clears throat> Can we thank all who took part? And we do say that sincerely. It is much appreciated. Uh, choirs and those who, ra uh, who read and everyone who took part. This just doesn't happen. It takes a bit of practice. So to all who've been involved, a word of sincere appreciation and thanks. And in particular, we want to say a word of thanks to our Ukrainian friends. They have come to this country. We have adopted, adopted them as our family, and I know that they have adopted us as their family. And I just want you to show your appreciation for our Ukrainians uh, who are with us tonight. <laughs> We bid you all welcome in the Saviour's name. It's lovely to see so many have gathered with us on this, our special carol service here at Hebron. Also delighted to see our superintendent of the Sunday school, our brother Wesley, back with us. Brother Wesley hasn't just been feeling uh, too well, and he's been in hospital, but uh, brother, we miss you. We love you dearly, and we're delighted to see you with us tonight, and we trust the Lord will continue to lay his healing hand upon you and to others. It's good to have our brother Ivor. Brother Ivor went through major heart surgery not that many weeks ago, and it's lovely to see him with us tonight. And to all, we genuinely and sincerely bid you welcome in the Saviour's name, and thank you for coming and being part of our service. To mums and dads, to aunts and uncles, grannies and grandas, and everybody else, thank you for taking the time to be with us. And also to those who join with us on Sermon Audio and on Facebook and YouTube, we bid you welcome wherever you are, and we trust that not only for those who are here, but also for those who are listening, 
you will remember the reason as to why we remember these times that Christ came into the world to save sinners. Briefly, we'll go through the announcements. Tuesday evening, some carol singing still to finish around our shut ends at 7 p.m. Wednesday evening, the Christians, sorry, Wednesday morning at 10 a.m., the Christian school will have its concert. And if you would want to come and support that, I know you'll be made most welcome by those uh, at the school. Wednesday also, we have our food and friendship at Hebron, and that will commence at 11 a.m. through to 3 p.m. And if you need, know someone and you would like to encourage them, invite them to come and to share in this time of fellowship, we know that they will be made most welcome. Soup and rolls, tea, coffee, biscuits, reaching out to our community and praying that the Lord will use this as a means of encouraging others. Thursday evening is our uh, midweek uh, time of prayer and Bible study. This time on Thursday night will be a deputation service. Our brother Noel Stevenson from the Philippines will be along and we'll be delighted to see our brother and have special prayer for revival and for missionary work. Next Lord's Day, near the morning time of prayer at 8 a.m. Then, as we reminded you this morning, please note that there will be no Sunday school or Bible class next Sunday as it is Christmas Day and so uh, you are not uh, we're not having you in on that day but our worship service we've changed the time back to 11am so do remember that please next Lord's Day morning the service will be at 11am Lord willing the Reverend Park will be with us to minister God's word then on Christmas evening our evening service at 7pm and again, members of our congregation will be taking part. Thank you for your tithes and offering to God's work. The free will envelopes and missionary covenant envelopes are also available in the hall for those who use those. Just a reminder that our Christian school will be having a New Year breakfast on Saturday the 7th of January, 8.30am through to 12.30 in the Carson Complex. And I trust that you'll remember this. Come along, support the work of our school. Then again, on behalf of the Minister and Session Committee uh, of our congregation, extend to all God's richest blessing and our best wishes and Christmas greetings at this time of the year. And in doing so, we're not unmindful to also extend to our Minister and to his dear wife, the Reverend Park, and to Mrs. Park and their family. We extend to them God's richest blessing. We love you dearly. We serve us faithfully. And we know that you carry a very heavy burden in this congregation. And brother, it is appreciated. And I want to say on behalf of our session, our committee and our members, thank you in the Saviour's name. I trust and pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and your family in these days. We're going to sing together the hymn 75, Away in a Manger, the crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus down his yes we'll bring the boys and girls up to sing this so boys and girls martha joy are you going to come up too everybody sings not just the yeah so just so everybody has to sing not just the boys and girls all right <laughs>
children may take their seats again. Thank you, Mervyn, for leading the opening part. That's really appreciated. Thank you all for taking part. It was just lovely to hear the choir sing uh, from the children right up to the word of truth, uh, from the youngest to the oldest, maybe, might be, be accurate to say. We're delighted to see Wesley making it out this evening. He, he's under, as they call it, petticoat rule these days. So you look to your wife for all the permissions whether you can come or not, but we're delighted that you're here. Delighted that Ivor was able to read the scriptures tonight and feeling well enough to do that, and that's very much appreciated. And we're glad for all of you who've come. If you're a visitor tonight, very warm welcome. Don't go away without a cup of tea. It'll be served here in the fellowship area. <coughs> Speaking about food, we, we were out on Monday night going around some of the shut-ins and singing to them and by tradition over the past number of years we've always come back to the manse for something to eat and that was done and we're going out again on Tuesday night so we're, we're all going to go back to Philip Calderwood's for uh, a sumptuous supper everybody happy with that? You're able? God happy no my, my wife says you can come back to the manse, you mightn't get what you got on Monday night but you can get hot chocolate and shortbread and, and mince pies and that kind of thing on Tuesday night. We hope you're able to join with us. Tonight I want to just talk to you about the greatest gift. Um, there is a verse of scripture that I have in mind and it's Romans 6 verse 23. And this is a memory verse. Some of the children here would be able to quote this off by heart and maybe the adults too as you grew up in Sunday school, this was a verse that you learned. The wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, of course, Christmas time is a time of giving and receiving gifts, and it's a worldwide practice. Wherever the gospel is gone, wherever Christianity is known through the earth, this is a practice that is done. And it's ex especially exciting for children. I assume you're getting off school this week. And I assume that you're looking forward to next weekend very especially because it's Christmas and you'll probably, probably get a gift or maybe more than one gift. You might even get some coal. There's a lot of people who are actually looking for coal in these days and uh, that, that would warm up your house if you had a coal fire. So you mightn't be too disappointed getting that if it was a gift given to you. The tradition of giving gifts at Christmas is actually tied into the story of the wise men who came 2,000 years ago to visit the infant Christ and they presented their gifts, as you know, of gold, frankincense and myrrh. Our motivation, therefore, should always be to honour the birth of the Saviour. One of the great problems of Christmas these days is the way it's become commercialised and become very secular. But we want to keep our thoughts focused and we want to think about the real meaning of Christmas time. Every Christmas day, that's, that's Mervyn Story's grandchild, by the way. All right. You're just connecting with everybody and uh, bringing you Christmas greetings, I assume. 
But anyhow, every Christmas day as our children grew up in our home, we, we always came down, and they'll remember this, before they went and they got their gifts, we always paused on the stairs, and we just took a moment to thank God for the greatest gift, even Christ who came into the world. The Bible says, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. That's what I want to focus upon tonight. And before I bring a short message, I want to bring a very brief message to the children. There's a, there's a story that I love to tell the children. And I have told this story in many countries of the world. And it's about the greatest gift that has ever been given. And I, I always use a little illustration. I bring a gift with me. And I draw some comparisons between my gift and God's gift. All right. You see my gift? You're looking for it. There you go. Uh, and the verse that I usually use is that very well-known verse, another memory verse, John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So I'm, I'm going to talk to you about this greatest gift, and then I'll go back up to the pulpit and make a few other comments to the congregation. But if I'm going to talk to the children, I like to get down uh, among them, all right? And if you don't behave, if you don't behave, what'll I do? Huh? Smack you. Oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do that in these days. You used to do that, but not here. I'll take you out of there. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Now, here's some of the lessons that you've got to learn. This gift was bought. Somebody had to buy this gift. And I was in Tesco's last night, and I went in there, and I, I got this gift. And it reminds me that the gift of God also had to be bought. It had to be purchased, the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that meant that Jesus Christ went to the cross, and he paid for the gift. And he paid for the gift through his death in the shedding of his blood at the cross of Calvary. So the gift was bought. This gift is also free. Isn't that what a gift is? It's free. Will you give your mom or dad a gift at Christmas? Oh, there's a big hesitation here. <laughs> Never. Oh, no. Okay, wrong person. I'll ask somebody else. Will you give your mom or dad a gift at Christmas? Sometimes. Who does? Who will give it? You will give. Now, Stacy, when you, Casey, when you give a gift to your mom and dad, do you put your hand out and you say, I want to be paid for this gift? There's another hesitation. No, why? Because the gift is, is, the gift is free. You don't ask for any money in return. And you know the gift of God is absolutely free. The Bible tells us it's without money, it's without price. Because that gift has already been paid for, it's already been bought by the Lord Jesus Christ. The third thing is that this gift satisfies. I know what's inside the gift. And I can tell you now that it satisfies. If you were to open this and you were to take what is in this gift, it would satisfy you for a little time. And you know the gift of God through Jesus Christ completely satisfies those who come to receive it. There's a woman that came in John chapter 4, and she met the Savior at Jacob's well. And you know, she received what the Lord described as 
as a well of water inside. And she was completely satisfied when she received Christ as her Savior. And I know that all the people that know Christ in this meeting tonight, they are satisfied in Him. And then the fourth little thought is, the gift is for the whosoever. When you think about whosoever believeth in Christ shall have everlasting life, it's for, do you know what the word whosoever means, by the way? What does it mean? Us? Any other words? Anyone? Okay, everybody. It's for the whosoever. And uh, the gift of God is for the whosoever. But before I come to that, I wonder what would happen if I said, whosoever comes and gets this gift can have it. Would there be a stampede? Uh, Would I get crushed and have to get the doctors and nurses that are here? Well, I'm going to take a chance. Whosoever shall come and take this gift can have it. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. Well, let this girl have it because... Are you your sister? Yeah. Oh, you are. That's okay. You can, you can, that, that, that's okay. That's all right. No fighting. Sit down. I'm only kidding you. All right. Well, the gift of God is for the whosoever. All right. That's what the Bible says. For the whosoever. That means anyone. It means you tonight. It means the children. It means the moms and dads. It means the older people that are in this meeting. The whosoever. Those are the comparisons, but you know there's some contrasts. My gift didn't cost very much. All right, you know, it's out of Tesco, so it didn't really cost so much. But you know, the gift of God was very, very costly. It cost the Lord Jesus Christ everything when he gave his life for us. My gift will only satisfy for a very short time. All right, you'll be look, if you eat that tonight, you'll be looking something tomorrow. But the gift of God satisfies forever, eternally. And you know, my gift was only for one person. I, I wish I had a gift to give to all the children tonight, but mine was just for one who came. The gift of God is for all who come and receive it. And I want the children just to remember those wee thoughts tonight. And as I come to think about the greatest gift, there are just three other things that I want to say, especially to the adults here uh, tonight. As we think of our text in Romans 6 and 23, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the question is, why could this gift be described as the greatest gift? Number one, because of the giver. Who is giving this gift? Some of you may have had the privilege of receiving a gift from some important person, a king, a queen, somebody else from away up there in society. And that gift means a lot to you because of the important person who gave it to you. In fact, some of you may have received a gift from someone very poor, and that gift is also very precious to you because of the person who gave it to you. A number of years ago, Susan and I got a gift from the Deborah House girls, and it's still hanging in our home, in our living room. And it's a painting of a tree. And I didn't look at it today, so I can't remember exactly all the detail in it. But that, that means a lot to us, and we have it in our home, and we will have it hanging there in, in the future as, a, as long as the, the Lord spares us. But it means a lot to us because of who gave it to us. Or you might receive a gift from your children. 
and it looks like not too many of you are going to receive gifts from children this year, uh, probably because they don't have money. They don't have money to buy it. But, you know, when a child gives you something, it's very precious. Your gift might be from your wife, your husband, somebody else in the family, and that gift means a lot. My friends, the point I'm trying to make is this, that God is the giver of the greatest gift of all. It's called here in this text the gift of God from the hand of the infinite, eternal, omnipotent, almighty God of glory comes this gift of eternal life. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the sustainer of all things. I can't take my next breath or take my next step without the Lord giving me the strength to do that. He's the one who upholds all things by the word of his power. The one who gives this gift is the sovereign judge of all the earth. It's the hand of deity that reaches out to you with the gift of eternal life. And so this gift is the greatest gift because of who is giving it. It's God himself. The second little point is this, because of the value. You know, some people in this world have been gifted houses, lands, farms, other very expensive things, maybe, maybe money. And these have had a high value, and there's no doubt that they are tremendous gifts. What value would you put on eternal life tonight? Hundred thousand pounds. If you're able to buy eternal life, would you give a hundred thousand if you had it? A million pounds. Would you give everything that you have, all the money, all the possessions you have, if you could become a possessor of eternal life? You know there are people and they are actively in this world pursuing this ambition. And they think that someday it's going to be achieved. Men have literally spent millions and millions of pounds trying to live longer, finding products in this world that's, that's going to stop you aging. However, such notions, as you know, are absurd because the cells in your body will die. They grow old and they will die, and one day you and I will die. And this is what the Bible teaches. For we must all needs die. And we're like water spilt on the ground that cannot be gathered up again. Or you might think of the words of Solomon. There is no man that hath power over the Spirit to retain the Spirit, neither hath he power in the day of death. But that doesn't stop people putting a value upon life and upon eternal life for that matter, and they will spend their billions. Men are seeking after the impossible. You know, my friends, the gift of God through Jesus Christ is eternal life. <clears throat> and the man who receives God's gift will live forever. This gift is free to the receiver. There's nothing to pay because the payment has already been made. So what value did God put upon eternal life? I'll tell you the value. Go to the cross. Stand beneath the shadow of Calvary and watch Jesus die, and see his suffering, and his anguish, and his pain, and all the wrath of God poured upon him because of sin. And that's the value that God puts upon this gift, the gift of eternal life. 
And then my third little point that I want to make tonight, why this gift is the greatest gift, is because of the endurance. God's gift is forever. Any gift that we receive in this life will disappear. Things in this earth will corrupt and decay. Time will eventually destroy earthly gifts. You know, Jesus spoke about those things. He spoke about treasures in this earth that will corrupt the moths and the rust, he says, will corrupt those treasures. He said that thieves will, will come and steal those treasures. And that's why he said, lay up for yourself treasure in heaven where the moth and the rust cannot corrupt and the thief cannot break through and steal. God's gift is not corruptible. Eternal life is what it says it is. It's eternal. And this is something that we, we cannot comprehend with, with these minds, finite minds of ours. If we can speak in measurements to try and understand the, the eternality of this gift, well then, let me suggest to you, in a million years from now, the true child of God who is saved by grace, washed in the Redeemer's blood, will be living on. A trillion years from now, that's a million million, that person will still be living on because it is eternal. And the great question tonight is, where will you be? Where will you be in a million years, in a trillion years from now? What gift is this that guarantees a man life forever? I tell you, it's the greatest gift. Have you received it? Have you come to know Christ as your Savior? It is our prayer that you will. We had great news this morning in Sunday school of a little child who professed faith in Christ. That's what it's all about. And that was extra special to our family because it was one of our grandchildren. And every parent and every, uh, every grandparent knows tonight that the greatest blessing that we can ever have is to see our families brought to the Savior. I trust that God will speak. Thank you for coming to our carol service. Thank you for just being here, being part of what has happened tonight. Thank you to the children who have done so well and listened so well tonight. And thank you to the parents who send the children to Sunday school as well. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You can receive it tonight. And if we can help you, that's why we're here. There's a cup of tea. There's something for you to eat. But I say there's something more important, and that is to know Jesus as your Savior. And we're here. Come and speak to us. Come and speak to any of the, the workers that are here, the elders of the church. And we will seek to do our best to guide you in the right way. There is a hymn. It's actually associated with the, the children. Come to the Savior, 701. Come to the Savior, make no delay. Here in his word he has shown us the way. Here in our midst he's standing today. And what's he say? And how is he saying it? Tenderly saying, come. And that's what you must do to receive the gift. You must come to Christ. Let's think of the words as we close tonight. Stand to our feet.
just pray. Father, we give thanks for tonight, for your presence, for your word, for all who have taken part and those things that we've heard in song, in the reading of your word, and in the presentation of your truth. We pray that these things will register in the mind and heart and that people will value the real meaning of Christmas to know that the Son of God came into this world to be the Savior of men. And may we take that message home in our hearts about the gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hear our prayer tonight, for we ask all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Just to say that normally we, we go out this door and just down the corridor, the food, the tea, everything is ready for you. Please stay. Thank you. <laughs>